This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Are we ready? I guess not. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. All right, welcome. Mackie and Judd. With Rami on the all-new Score North. Are you okay, Judd? <laughs> no, I wanted to watch the baseball game. The continuing replay he of the game. He guitar and, and just and... froze. Yeah, Like no. he was buffering. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm 49. Some days I feel like I'm buffering. Oh, man. Nobody in this room feels like they're buff, but no, some of us feel no, like we're buffering. buffering for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, all right. I, want, I, I was on with, with Collar for the first part of his show, Score North Live, today. And he hit on something that I think we should dig on here when it comes to us as Minnesota sports fans in this town. And I think only only Judd can probably answer the first part of this question because he's been around the longest of all of us as a Minnesota sports fan and follower. And, and just in life in general. Hence, yeah, yeah. hence right. why I buffer sometimes. He's super old is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, basically. that's why I'm right. an old guy. So, um, so Collar's entry point was, he must have said something or tweeted something. I don't remember the exact uh, uh, Zion Williamson anecdote, but he sensed that Minnesota sports fans in his few years being here now were averse to buying into hype that whether it was a player or a team that like it's we don't overhype things very much in this town. We're more guarded with our hype. Is that, so part one. Fair to say, I think that's very fair to say. Yeah, keep going. Point, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right and so and so <laughs> part number two to this is. When did we build up so much scar tissue that we react to everything, whether it's a team or a player or a prospect, in kind of a stiff arm, arm's length mode right off the bat, right? Like Twins prospect comes up, ah, let's let's see what he does. He's probably the next fill-in-the-blank bust player, right? Right. Well, let's see what the Vikings do. Wake me in January. We all know how this ends, correct? Uh-huh. When did that start? <laughs> when did that? This when, is just like, a two-hour show. Dude. Was there a turning point? Um. Well, first of all, I think it's. I think it starts because our our nature in this state, our personality types. We we are because we're Scandinavian for the most part. I believe we keep things at a distance. So I think it's our personality trait to start off. Is with. Is that a Scandinavian sure. personality yeah. trait? Yeah. Yeah. We're we're very we're very. It, it's the old thing where where is. Minnesota nice, real, or do we come off as nice, but really we're just very surface to each other? Like we're not real. I, I saw this quote a couple of days ago, or was it something? Who who just wrote this that I read it? I think who wrote this? But Brad Shelter said when he was coaching here, he eventually came to the conclusions, rightfully so, that Minnesotans will give you everything but their home address. Because <laughs> they don't want you coming over, so we don't want to get too close. Exactly. So we are yeah. we are naturally so we are naturally afraid of relationships or buy in outside of sports as well as in sports. But then again, if you consider sports wise, Phil, as you know by now, you know there's a thousand things now where where prospects have come up, um, where teams have looked destined for something. Where it's looked like th- this is going to be it. Yeah. And there was the World Series in 81 and 91, which paid off. 87. Or, uh, sorry, 87 and 91. But really since then, 
it's just been a series of, for the most part, disappointments and and things to be guarded about. I, I go back to the Twins when when that uh, hot young prospect, early '90s, first baseman from Stanford, David McCarty came up, and everyone's like, "This is going to be unbelievable." And TK is like, "Let's wait and see." And sure enough, he was a complete washout. '98 Vikings, heck, Suter and Parisi, right? Thirteen-year contracts. This is going to catapult the Minnesota Wild to a Stanley oh, yeah. Cup, and we're... I have this full list in front of me. Yeah, so, so I was thinking about this all afternoon. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Long answer, though. I think it's twofold. You I, had a miserable afternoon. <laughs> well, it's, but I mean, you can't get get past it. I think it's the nature of people here, combined with the fact that there have been so that when it comes to sports, there have been so few times where we have been rewarded for actually having faith. Like here, I'll give you one example, and then I want I. I need a clean slate minded person to bring some sanity to this, which would be hopefully Rami. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's the only one with it's a asking chance. a lot for me. And this is a guy who was a Cubs fan too. Right. Or well, a that's kind of what I want to pry on. Right. But, but <laughs> like even with the Minnesota twins, there's a lot to be excited about with the Minnesota twins. And I can hear as I say those words, I can, I, I, I almost sort of like duck and cringe when I say that. Cause I know that there's people either listening live or on demand later who said, Oh, based on what? Cheap poll ads, prospects never pan out, this and this and this, right? They've got a wonderful young nucleus. They spent smart, and in a lot of ways, they spent uh, a lot of money to go get Jonathan Scope and Nelson Cruz, and they went out, they they spent money on free agents this offseason, and they've got some pitchers and Jose Barrios and Gibson, a first-round pick, came to life last year, right? And yet the overwhelming feeling I get, and this applies to all teams, Minnesota for the most part, but especially the Twins, is why don't we just wait and see? Translation, every time I put myself out there as a fan, I get socked in the face with a right hook. Right. Or I get punched in the gut with an uppercut, and now I'm curled up in the fetal position, right? Mm Mm-hmm. How do we unwire ourselves? I guess is the question here. You need something good to happen. Already, <laughs> you need you need for things to be going well, and then the other shoe not to drop. And you 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 brought up me being a Cubs fan and, and me coming in with sort of a fresh perspective. First of all, I was amazed when I first got here by how people because I'm 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 generally just naturally a pretty optimistic guy. It's kind of the way I live my life because if you're I feel like if you're pessimistic, it just it it drains your energy <laughs> like it dra- like it's tiring to me to be pessimistic. I'm full of pizzazz. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Maybe you have the energy for it, Judd. I don't. Like I would just be dead tired and exhausted by the end of the day if I walked around being a pessimistic person. Why so- do you think Judd drinks 19 cups of coffee? Every day? <laughs> just tired from being negative all the time. No, it fuels me. It fuels my anger. <laughs> But so I came here and I I brought that angle with me. Again, it's not like I'm trying to be optimistic to win over fans or listeners or anything like that. It's just how I am. And with the Vikings, I talk about the fact that, yeah, they didn't go crazy in free agency. But, you know, there's the prospect for improvement from within and and there's still the draft coming up. And I try to, like, bring up and I and people kill you for that with the twins. I I've been optimistic about the twins since before I even got this job and came over here and people almost laugh in your face when you're optimistic about the twins. So you, there's definitely something to what you guys are saying that there is this scar tissue built up for hype and, and for, for high expectations. And it's going to have to take something good to happen for you to go, Oh, okay. The other shoe doesn't always drop. And for me, Again, the perspective as the outsider and the Cubs fan, it didn't happen until they won a World Series. I was con- I was convinced until they got that last out that something was going to go wrong, and it almost looked like it was going to in Game Seven there for a minute. And I I remember I remember picking up my ottoman, which is like fifty pounds, but I like hulked up when that home run was hit, and I was like, "That's it! That I knew it was going to happen." And there it is. And I threw my ottoman across the living room. Oh. And I was just screaming. Wow. Like, I, kn- I knew this was coming, and this is it. And I knew it. I don't know why I got my hopes up. Like, I was just I was cursing at myself forever even being somewhat optimistic and not, not expecting that other shoe to drop. So are we to the point, though, where, where we need a Cubs-like win? And by that, in this town, that would mean a Vikings win. Yeah. So, so like, if, uh, I don't know, take your pick here. 
if uh, the wolves popped up. It's not going to happen. But if the wild popped up. But, but hold on. But, one, but, but, hold, but stop. Listen to what you just said. No, I know. Oh, you, I'm, you, I'm you there. Said, you said if the wolves popped not up, gonna well, happen. that's never going to happen. No, I mean, the, the oh, wolf, no, I'm scarred. But the, yeah, you the just wolf, did it. So I, I know, you just did the I thing to, we're talking to about. derail your point, like put a pin in your point and we'll get to yeah. it. But like Carl Anthony Towns is one of the three players you would start a franchise with. Well, one of the five players you would start a franchise with in the NBA right now. And I don't even disagree with what you just said. And like our our mindset is, well, but even with that, they're going to find a way to I screw am, it up. Right? I am very comfortable being scarred, though. I'm talking about this save without that, any save that drop. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about this without, but but I'm not. But, this really feels like a therapy session. I'm right not now. fighting Phil's point one bit, and the point is perfectly valid. And I am probably exhibit A of the point. But what you're talking about with the Cubs, because the White Sox won a World Series in 2005, and I'm sure Chicago White Sox fans rejoice. The Cubs thing, though, lifted this 108-year curse off their back, and the city, to me, just all was sort of like, unless you hate the Cubs, the city was like, this is fantastic. So are we talking about if the Wolves popped up and won an NBA title, that, okay, that's something good, and now we really feel it? Or does it take a Cubs epic proportion victory, which to me is the Vikings here? Yeah. I mean, it's a, a Wolves championship might do it. But that seems I like don't know those, the those words are not English. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, And I'd love to know. I'm, I'm trying to think of the exact question to pose here, but you might have nailed it. It might just be, hey, at some point... The Vikings just have to win a damn Super Bowl, and we have to sit there on that roller coaster ride, much like you did. Yeah. You picked up your ottoman, and, and you could have wound up the room. Yeah. You could have wound up on a YouTube compilation of people like <laughs> breaking their TVs, and, and didn't hit the TV. And so the, the Cubs, the Cubs break their curse of 108 years. Yeah, and they pay off your lifetime of misery, and and the experience and the ride along the way was mostly still miserable. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you? happier now because of, of that i mean did, did that that night it fulfills you and that week it fulfills you and it that in in the coming months it's probably great but how much happier of a cubs fan are you now because of that and how much different do you feel as a cubs fan now that that we're years removed from that world series it doesn't change the day to day i still get as happy and as upset when a good thing happens or a bad thing happens in your average regular season game, as I as I did before the World Series, but getting eliminated from the playoffs since then, and I'm sure I'm sure this will go away too, definitely hurts less than it did before they won the World Series. Okay, that makes perfect that sense. That definitely okay. hurts less because okay. you're I like, have... okay, we got okay, we I mean, we got one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this sucks. You're a therapist. <laughs> You're a therapist right now. I never thought of it that way, but I'm basically asking you questions like, when does it stop? Wow. All right, I'm, I'm posing this question here on Twitter, just on my own. Tw- uh, Phil Mackey Twitter, I'll retweet it with the Score North, Score North Twitter. But I, it would be fun to hear answers from people, either, either via social media, in the Twitch comment box, where we live stream our show on twitch.tv slash Score North, or 651-646-8255. Would you be a happier person in general if the Vikings, Twins, Wolves, or Wild were to win a championship? Not just a happier sports fan, but a happier person, like person. in life. Like you would have a more cheery disposition in your day to day. If the Vi- if the Vikings won a Super Bowl, would your would your pessimism about all of life change? <laughs> nope. Like no. if you got rear-ended in the middle of rush hour and Some you're already would... an hour late to something, but the Vikings just won the Super Bowl two days ago, would you just get out of your car? And like hug the big person. smile, like it's it's hug okay, the... man. Yeah. Let's hug this out. It's okay. Before we exchange nothing, insurance nothing information. really matters. You both much. have Vikings bumper stickers. You just get out and hug. You don't even say anything to each other. Start crying yeah. uncontrollably. But what was what was to dig a little deeper on this? Okay. What was your life like? In the week after, and then like six months after, your Cubs won a championship for the first time ever. Oh, walking on walking on sunshine, man! It six was months a, later, yeah, I couldn't. You could not wipe the smile off my face, and people did try because I was working in Milwaukee at the time, and they hate the Cubs. So people did absolutely tried to wipe the smile off my face, and there was just no no doing it whatsoever. I was 
on cloud nine. There was and there was nothing that was bringing me down. Is he Rami just skipping around the the shopping mall? Like, ser- like there I there would be people doing that though. I had an extra pep in my step. Like I was, no, it makes no, it makes sense for sure. I'm not mocking that one second. If the Vikings won a Super Bowl, it would be. I've I told Phyllis on the old show a few years back. I said it's the one thing I would love to see because I don't know what would happen. Like, if the Wild won the Stanley Cup, it would be really cool, and the parades would be awesome, but I think I can envision it. I, I saw the Twins win two World Series and went to the parade, so I've I've seen it. Now, it would be bigger in 2019 than, than it was in 91 or 87, but the Vikings won? Honest to God, mm-hmm. I have no clue. And you can see, you know, when you look at the Vikings from a from a team perspective, and then there's also the individual player perspective, which I started making a list earlier today, but you can see how we got to this point where we've built up this much scar tissue. Because every single time, it, it really is Wiley Coyote. I mean, whether it's whether you're a <laughs> 70s Vikings fan or whether you grew up in the 80s and 90s and you were sort of oblivious to it all until you weren't in 98, you came around the corner and all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> there was a Super Bowl like, trophy on the wall and you went to grab it and it was just a wall. It was just a wall. And then Anvil with Roger Goodell's head <laughs> comes falling down on you. But even even for for indi- in, for individual players, there's a skepticism, right? If 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 the twin the twins draft Royce Lewis and just when I tweet about Royce Lewis or when I talk about Royce Lewis, like we'll get a call or we'll get an email, the response, there's always a large chunk of people that are like, well, I mean, pff, yeah, maybe he'll be just as good as Buxton or Hicks. And it's like, <laughs> and I can't blame you for feeling that way because that's the groundwork that we've laid here. But it's amazing when you start to list out the individual athletes in this town that we've hyped and then look at the result. Teddy Bridgewater blows his knee out. Francisco Liriano blows his elbow out. Right? Oh, you said you uh, had a list. I forgot. Byron Buxton. I'm not going to go through the whole thing because it's too depressing. <laughs> but Byron Buxton, like, hasn't done anything quite yet. Uh, Ricky Rubio. Remember Ricky Rubio? The first season he was here. Yeah. And Ricky Rubio was one of he the most hyped players in NBA yeah. history. And the Timberwolves are a half game out of the eighth seed in the playoffs. They're, they're competing for the first time in a decade. They're neck and neck with the Lakers, the Kobe Bryant Lakers, with, before Kobe Bryant tore his Achilles tendon. And it's a home game, packed house at Target Center, and Rubio blows his knee out, right? Like, every time you think you're headed down a certain path, boom, the rug gets pulled out from under you. So that's how the scar tissue gets built up, and maybe Rami's right. Maybe the only thing that can pull us out of feeling skeptical about everything Mm -hmm. is a dirty, murky, nervy run to a championship. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to suffer to get well, to get over all this, and and don't, don't forget more. Too, you're going to have to suffer more to go to get over all this. Phil, you didn't bring up the third component, which is which is coaches and guys who have left us. Lou Holtz, two years, golfers. This is unbelievable. Football coach, this is fantastic. But I got a clause. I can go to Notre Dame, and he's gone. Um, a guy like Knobloch signs a contract. Okay, Chuck wants to be here. Then he's like, No, I don't really. Wants to be traded. Santana, eventually. You can't pay him. He's gone. So there's this, there's teams that disappoint. There's players who have drafted, who have busted. And then there's guys who actually start to fulfill their promise, which is why people are paranoid about Towns. Right? Next contract. I, I don't know. Next contract. He almost he almost died in a car accident two weeks ago. Yeah. So keep that in mind. <laughs> but the level of paranoia, but the level of, uh, it's, it's funny in some ways and predictable. But it's also in some ways justified. Have you seen the movie? Uh, what is that, Jonathan? You might know. What is the horror movie where like death is out to get people who trick death? Do you know what I'm talking about? Final Destination. Final Destination. Oh, Mul- I've never seen Final. You've Destination. never seen them? I've seen every horror movie ever. Oh, I've, I've seen, seen like seen Final Destination. four of them. I They're- feel like Carl Anthony Towns is the main character in Final <laughs> Destination, and like Minnesota sports mojo is trying to get him, like with a car accident, and then his knees. He said it popped. Like his, his sidekick is terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Great comparison. Thank you. Six five one six four six eight two five five. All right, this is a, a, ther- a therapy session that Jason and Woodbury has wandered into. Hey, Jason. Hey, fellas. Yeah, I, ever since uh, Brian Lawton, I just can't buy any more hype. Yeah, that's another one. I was fourteen. Didn't work out so well. No, nope. yeah, I was right around right around the same age. Yeah. Was supposed to be the American Gretzky and. Yep. Boy. Yeah, Jason, thanks, man. So, so tell the tip for people who are. Right. Brian Law. So, so Louis, 
Louis fleeced the Pittsburgh Penguins because the, the North Stars were actually pretty good, but he made a trade and he got the number one, and, and this is pre-lottery days, so he got the number one overall pick in the draft. It was the Penguins. It transferred here. So this is a draft that included such names as a, a guy by the name of uh, uh, Sylvian Turgeon, who was a really good junior hockey player, Pat LaFontaine, Tom Barrasso, Steve Eiserman, just this who's who of really good players or great players. And Louie took a kid out of, I believe it was the first ever high school kid drafted, first overall, Brian Lawton. And Brian Lawton played for a while here, but it didn't work out. And so, and everyone was like, oh, and, and the kiss of death, when he came to the North Stars, he picked number 98. And, of course, Gretzky was 99. And so everyone's like, this is going to be the American Gretzky. This is yeah. the North Stars landed themselves this great player, and it didn't work. Yeah. See, but that's that's what I was looking for. That's a perfect example of what I was looking for. Can you guys pinpoint that moment where it turned for you, where you went from being, like, wide-eyed and optimistic to being this pessimist that you are now today? I honestly... For Is there a guy or a team no, no. that let you down? Nope. For me, it's been a series, for, for the most part, aside from the two Twins teams, it's been a series of rejection. It's slow pummeling. It, it's, it's like, it's <laughs> like my teenage years with girls. <laughs> There's no one thing. It's just a, it's a litany of The resume things. as a whole. Although I did ask a girl once out, and she said, I'm busy for the next four weeks. And I said, so you're busy for a month, huh? <laughs> what do you, you took out your calendar? No, four weeks is a month. So, but I, it's just, it's a litany of letdowns. Um, I do have. You do? A moment. Okay. That I'll tell you about when we come back. Also, oh, geez, the the Vikings have, the Vikings have signed a guard. Oh, the Vikings official? have signed a guard. We'll let you know who that is when we come back here, too. And we got a bunch of people lining up. I mean, the question, let's keep the question going here. What is it going to take for us to shed our scar tissue as Minnesota sports fans here? 651-646. The therapy session. I'm Mackie and Judd with Rami. Yes. Let's, uh, let's turn our attention heal? to TCL TVs here, too. Um, you know, thankfully, TCL TVs are very sturdy, too. So even if you are like an angry sports fan, like, like Rami Rage, and you're throwing your ottoman around. <laughs> You know, can't guarantee your TCL TV won't break, but it probably won't because the TVs are awesome. I would never throw something at my TV. I wouldn't hurt my TV. <laughs> at the window, animals, girlfriend. but Dogs in trouble. <laughs> but TCL is America's fastest growing TV brand. And you're, you're talking about the best picture quality on the market. You're talking about the most on-demand and streaming channels. You get access to dozens and dozens of sports streaming channels and 4,000-plus overall streaming channels. It's uh, it's also very easy to toggle back and forth between your cable-slash-satellite menu of options and those streaming channels that we mentioned here. And uh, we've got all kinds of TCL TVs strewn about the Score North studios. You can stop into any major local retailer in the Twin Cities or visit TCLUSA.com. Dot com. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Hey, it's easy to listen to Score North on 1500 on your Amazon Alexa device. Just say, Alexa, open Score North, Judd. Awesome. Alexa, fire a coach. No, 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 no. It's Alexa, trade everybody. Judd, no, it's Alexa, open Score North. Alexa, more hockey. I want more hockey. Just say, Alexa, open Score North, and you can listen to Score North on 1500. Alexa, open Score North. Score North. Minnesota sports. Anytime, anywhere. This is fantastic. Okay. Get on the couch with Mackie and Judd with Rami here on the all-new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. We're asking, what's it going to take to uh, get rid of the scar tissue that's been built up over a lifetime of suffering through Minnesota sports letdowns? Yeah. Get in on the show. 651-646-8255 or tweet us at S-K-O-R North. We're streaming live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash score north. But before we get to those calls, breaking Vikings news. For yeah. the you wanted a guard, you got a damn guard. Got it. The Vikings have a guard. His name is Josh Klein. And according to Courtney Cronin, one of our uh, Purple Daily hosts here, $15.75 million dollars Max value over three years. So three-year deal, $15.75 million. And I'll give you a little bit more on Josh Klein here. Josh Klein has spent the last few years with the Tennessee Titans. 
And before that, it was he was so he was undrafted out of Kent State, went to the New England Patriots. His rookie season uh, was 2013, at least. Uh, he might have been on a practice squad for a year or two there, I think, because he was 24 years old. And so, of course, the Patriots just find like a random dude from Kent State, and he plays a bunch of games for them at uh, left and right guard. The Titans swoop him up for three years. He's 29 years old. Last year was not a good year. That's why he's available here. Uh, he allowed 38 pressures on the season, finishing the year as just the 53rd highest guard, uh, graded guard in the league, according to Pro Football Focus. He'll fit right in. <laughs> He'll be a perfect fit. He he's a scheme fit. He's yes. It's, what was it's the contract? The gate scheme. What was the contract again? Three years, fifteen point seven five million. I don't know what the guarantees are. Okay, but he's a guard. The, cap and the Vikings hit. need guards, and so, so. The, the cap hit is probably about two dollars for two thousand nineteen. I was going to say how how much could they actually be guaranteeing him? Because right now they have six point four million dollars in cap room. He was not good with the Titans, but they must have been uh, desperate because he has an active streak of forty six consecutive starts at right guard, the longest active streak in the NFL among all guards, according to the press release from the Vikings. Right. So so he'll play right guard. You still don't you'll still don't have your left guard. guard. You'll draft right. somebody or you'll move somebody. Who knows? Maybe you we'll maybe, find out. Maybe you play small. Maybe you put a couple tight ends in there. Like the Warriors play small sometimes. Maybe like Kyle go, Rudolph play. Go to basketball. Guard. Run, just run. <laughs> They're all eligible receivers. Uh so but that's you know that's been the area of the most angst and consternation, rightfully so, because Kirk Cousins isn't the type of dude that's just going to get back there and elevate everybody. He needs to be protected. And the hope here is that that Josh Klein can revert back to the way he was playing before last season with the Titans. And I wouldn't say with, with guards, sometimes you never know when a guy turns 29 or 30 and he's a 300-pound human being. Sometimes they're just sort of done. Right. Uh, so, but but I, I wouldn't say that 29 is a huge red flag age for an offensive lineman. So there is hope that he can revert back, and the Vikings are buying low here. And you have two guards on the roster now, which you need to actually put together <laughs> an, a starting <laughs> offensive line. Well, you so, know what? You're so negative. I'm me. You're so negative. Me? Right Did now. you listen to the first segment of the show? That was therapy. Okay. That's yeah. confidential too. Don't be airing that out. <laughs> That's doctor uh, patient privilege. Okay, percent between you and me. Yeah, Jeff. thanks Don't a worry lot. About it. Thanks a lot. Get putting it out there. Nobody else will hear this, man, except the people on the phones at six five one six four six eight two five five. And we've got a, we've got a couple callers here. So the question is, it, it started off as a conversation about why are we as Minnesota sports fans so av- averse to hype? What landed us in this position? Whether it's teams or players. Overwhelmingly, our response is to sort of stiff arm the situation and say, "Prove it." Okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lend my heart and soul to this only to have it be tap danced on like every other top prospect in Minnesota sports team in the last 25 years. So, uh, what what will it take to get rid of the scar tissue? Is the biggest question. And then, additionally, how much better would your life be? Would you just be a happier person if the Twins, Wild, Vikings, or Wolves? Or to win a championship, six five one six four six eight two five five. All right, Tim and Tosa, our new friend. What's going on, Tim? Gentlemen, well, the Twins have given us that joy in the past, <clears throat> but um, I was going to say maybe we can call Kevin Klein, and then we'll have Klein, Klein, and Cousins, and sound like a law firm. Oh, I kind of like that actually. Oh, you got to be so, careful that it's that it, it make sure there is a C in there, just so it's not KKK. Okay, just want to <laughs> be careful. <laughs> So uh, the the three of us are old enough to remember when the Raiders stomped all over our Super Bowl hearts, and I was young enough to cry like a baby. Um, but the defining moment of absolutely being snake bitten for me was <clears throat> was Gary Anderson. Yep, guy didn't miss a field goal the entire season. We were rolling people. We weren't fifteen and one by accident. And then to miss that field goal, and I don't even remember how long it was. I was too busy crying again. Um, to have the Atlanta Falcons go out and play the Super Bowl that poorly made a, made me even feel even more like, boy, that was really ours for the taking. And if that was if that was ever going to be our moment, boy, that was it. And uh, then I got to relive that joy through my son as we watched uh, Blair Walsh swing uh, a chip shot. And I said, "Son, welcome to the real world of Viking fandom." Yeah, it's true. Now, I would say this. By the Blair Walsh time, you were it, it was disappointing, but the stakes were much different. The season was way different. And while that, while that hurt, I tend to agree with, with you that if we're going to pick defining moments that have made us who we are today, 
Gary's miss for sure is near the top of that list. Tim, did you really say that to your son? I really did. And how old was he at the time? I felt bad for him because we he was about 12. We were basically hugging and dancing and and high-fiving and moonwalking across the room, and then his eyes got big as saucers as I turned around to watch that kick not be made, and I thought, You looked at him and said, get ready for a life of that. <laughs> Absolutely. Wait, 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 Tim. Tim, are you are you telling me? Are you telling me that you and your son and and you were complicit in celebrating that kick as it as he was about to try it? No, I just went. I just kind of did the old. Oh, I'm not shocked. I've been there before. But did you tell him he's probably going to miss? <laughs> no, Don't no, it was an absolute chip shot. It was an absolute chip shot. Well, Tim, for the call, Tim. Uh, Tim, that's a great call. I've told, I told Judd the story of of that same kick and my just internal wiring years of watching the Vikings. I'm in a room, so it's Vikings-Seahawks. It's the coldest game in one of the coldest games in NFL history. The Seahawks are one of the best franchises in the NFL. The Vikings are this upstart team, Mike Zimmer and Teddy Bridgewater. They're not supposed to win the game. And... They march down, and Bridgewater leads them down in the fourth quarter, and it's a bleeping 27-yard field goal. And the room I was in, it was like seven or eight people watching the game, and everyone's going nuts. And you know those horror movies when everything's going a little too well? I like that this is the second horror movie reference in the first half hour of the show. <laughs> and, like, one person gets that sneaking cryptic feeling, and yeah. the look on their face this changes. This happens in Final Destination. We're talking about the same okay. movie, man. And I, I was that person in that room. <laughs> He's right. I was that person in that room. And he so they're they're marching out and the Vikings the whistle blows, the offensive linemen get down, and Blair Wolf starts measuring the steps back, the seven like three steps back and or four said, steps over and we I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so to Rami's point, I said I said out loud, I'll never forget. I said, "Oh my god, something's going to happen." <laughs> It wasn't, oh, my God, he's going to miss, or, oh, I said, oh, my God, something's going to happen. This is a horror And I thought, like, botched snap, it's going to be, like, like a penalty of some kind. So at what point did did the Minnesota sports fan, and the Vikings fan in particular, cheat sports death? Because Final Destination is based on the fact that you're supposed to die. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns is the main character in the movie. And you somehow cheated it. But, like, the Vikings clearly, to, to what you're saying... The Vikings clearly somehow had cheated sports death and now are being forced to die time and time again as far as their season's I go. Don't, well, I can't say anything for the Vikings, but I'm just saying as for the Minnesota sports scene as a whole, if we're going to keep this theme going of the Minnesota sports scene is the movie Final Destination, then Carl Anthony Towns is either the main character who will cheat death in the end or Carl Anthony Towns is just... The next character. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be a great Laker. I don't know what you're talking about. He's going to be a fantastic Clipper. (laughs) But but Tim's to Tim's point though, the Anderson miss is is if you do want to pick defining defining moments, the Walsh the Walsh thing is too bad and it's frustrating and it certainly uh, plays into the narrative of where of the path of Vikings fans have gone down. But I think if you're going to pick two things in recent history or the last 20 plus years or so, the Walsh miss and the Favre pass and that whole game against the Saints. Well, I there's I have another one. So the, you asked the question uh, before our last break there. Robbie. What was the turning point? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I had two of them. And since we're making movie analogies here mm-hmm. and I'm a big Rocky fan. <laughs> okay. Uh, turning point number one for me, and there's a whole generation of Vikings fans that didn't know anything in 1998 about previous heartbreaks or anything. I mean, they had been mostly successful in the 90s. They just hadn't quite gotten over the hump. Sure. And 98 was like the culmination of a bunch of really good years in the 90s where they went to the playoffs all the time, and they had the best team in the NFL. And those of us who were born in the 80s thought 100% of the time they win the Super Bowl this year. Like, who's going to beat this team? This is the best offense in the NFL. Mm Mm-hmm. And my movie analogy is like the Drago fight with Rocky, where Drago's just dominating Rocky, but all of a sudden, like, he gets punched in the face and doesn't know what to do. And it's a cut. It's a bad cut. Like, he's not a machine. He's a man. And and it was like this staggering blow to my Minnesota sports (laughs) fan. I'm like, whoa, oh, my God, you can, I can feel pain like this. This is terrible. 
Yeah, so, so you trained in the lab for months right. on end. <laughs> right. Right. Did anabolic steroids. Yeah. And, you know, and was married to Bridget Nielsen for a while. Right. Uh, yeah. In her Weird. prime. Everything. But, but the other one actually was before the 2009 Viking season. The other one where I were like the scar tissue was full grown after the 2006 <laughs> twin thick. season. It was leathery. The 2006 twin season for me was like. Okay, yeah. I need to keep a safe emotional distance from Minnesota sports <laughs> because that team had the American League MVP, the American League batting champion, the American League Cy Young Award winner, the American League center field gold glove winner, career seasons also by Michael Kadire, Nick Punto, and as of August of that year, maybe the best starting pitcher in the major leagues, Francisco Liriano, and maybe the best closer not named Mariana Rivera in Joe Nathan. And even though they lost Liriana going into the playoffs, which was sort of step one of, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. That they was got, a cut. They got swept by a ragtag A's team with like 40-year-old Frank Thomas as their number three hitter. <laughs> yeah, that was Swept bad. clean. That you was can't bad. even get to the... That was the, the thought going into that playoff run was, now you know this is where the Twins finally go, right? And they didn't win a game. I was so old by, by that point, it just went right off my back. <laughs> It just went. I was like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm not surprised." Oh, I was devastated. I was 36. I'm like, "Yeah, you know what? This is par for the course. This has become." I do have one quick though. So if I'm going to try and trace one back for me personally, because th- this is when when I was still just a fan, just loved loved the teams here, the '82 North Stars. So the '80 '81 North Stars go to the Stanley Cup Finals, and it, it's a it's a miraculous run, right? Unexpected, fantastic. 82, they come back with the slogan, so close we can taste it. I'm not kidding you guys. So close we can taste it. Buttons made, everything. That team is outstanding. They win the division. They play the Blackhawks in in the first round. The Blackhawks didn't have that good of a year. And you're saying to yourself, they're going back. I mean, this team's going to go back. They're going to win. Blackhawks have a goaltender by the name of Marie Bannerman, who stood on his bleeping head, knocked the North Stars out in the first round. And... That staggered me. I was like, "What?" Just, I'm 12 or so. I'm like, what just happened? You just lost a... You just went to the Stanley Cup Finals. This doesn't compute in, in a 12-year-old's head. You just went to the Stanley Cup Finals, and now you're supposed to go back, and you not only don't go back, you don't even make the second round. And I was like, whoa. But you don't think the rest of your life is going to be that way. You I know, mean... You know what we just saw happen here? And this really is like a therapy session. We just saw a 12-year-old Judd who had hope and optimism come out there for a second. I did. did you see that? Yes. Oh, yeah. There he was wasn't a, callous. It's a glean in his eye. Yeah. I he, this, know, was a guy, this was a guy who could actually feel disappointment still at one t- at one time in his life. And that, that little kid just came out here in our therapy session. This is a real breakthrough, Judd. I was so high on that team. I told you, Phil, the last time I cried, the last time I cried about sports, your club. Because I was a WGN guy. The 84 Cubs. Up two rip in a best three of five against the Padres. I love that team. And Sunday afternoon, that bleeping ball goes under Leon Durham's glove before Buckner. Two yeah. years before Buckner. Ball goes underneath his glove because it's supposedly been soaked in Gatorade on the bench. And the Cubs lose that. That's the last time I cried about sports. You know, if I'm ranking all the things that I've cried in my life about, and like the most I've cried for those events... My mom dying is probably number one. The 1998 NFC Championship game might be number two. Really? And I've had like grandparents and family members and close animals. Like I'm an animal lover. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 98 would 98 at your As age. 13 year old would have been awful. Yeah. Uh, Mike in Burnsville, you're on with Mackie and Judd and Rami. Hey guys. Uh, first of all, I'm five years older than Judd, so I think our number one thing where we're not believing hype about any player. Again, until they prove it was Brian Lawton. Okay, so two that's two now two, with yeah, Brian Lawton. Oh, Brian, yeah. yeah, Brian Lawton was a big one. And and I I also would have called earlier, but I was just able to pick myself off the floor. Did you? I fell out of my chair. Did you guys hear Caller interviewing Seth Greenberg by chance? Uh, I did not. No. I didn't catch it, no. Okay, he, he said that the Gophers had a great year, and he doubled down on that twice. Who, uh, Seth Greenberg? Yes. When they had an above-average year, I mean, they they had a really hard time beating Oklahoma State here at the Sleepy Time Blue Hoodie Guy game. And then <laughs> that would be Judd. And then their he the game started their guard, play, their guard play has been uh, good all year, and it's going to continue to be okay. 
And I'm like, okay, does he realize our starting point guard can't shoot from outside? And the backup is, I don't know what the hell is his name, Jimmy Jam, Peanut Butter, Smuckers, Jelly Guy. I don't know what his uh, name is. J- Jelly Fam, yes, yes. But whatever it is. I mean, that oh, when he gets on the floor, it's just it's, it's amazing. And the, the other thing is, how have the Twins not signed either and or Keichler Kimbrell? See, Mike, I think Mike just illustrated our entire last 40 minutes. Mike, that's yeah. just an amazing call. Perfect. Thank just you. Just tied a bow on it. Yep. Appreciate it. <laughs> he personified everything. But, but but if they but if they did, if they announced right now, if the twins if the twins sent out a press release right now saying we have signed Kimbrel, how many fans would be like, yeah, okay, let's just all wait and see. Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see how he does here. Oh, he's I prob- be probably able- probably going to need Tommy John surgery, right? In the which is true, but the first thing, <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind now about about guys who have gone this long into spring training without signing now, Lomo and Lance Lynn. Yeah, I was like because and and to rip myself here, I got excited about those. I was like, this is great. They got these guys pretty cheap. This is fantastic. Bargain basement, great deals, both of them. Buh. Yeah. Uh, we actually have some some fun audio to play next. Uh, it's a it's a scout that Doogie talked to, a college basketball scout, who has a way the Gophers can beat Louisville tomorrow. And also, we're going to get into some twin stuff in the five o'clock. Uh, we're gonna and it's a, it's an in other news Wednesday, but all kinds of fun stuff coming up here. Mackie and Judd with Rami, and uh, going back to caller Mike's point about sleepyhead blue hoodie guy. Well, that was Judd. And uh, that was a late night college basketball game back in the fall. You could say that Judd was a little bit drowsy. Fair to say, I was very drowsy, tired, right? So uh, let's talk about drowsy driving here and use Judd as a lesson for all of us. Federated Mutual Insurance Company is reminding us all to drive safe and staying rested and alert is the best way to ensure that fatigue doesn't become an issue behind the wheel. So sleepy blue hoodie Judd when he's yawning and it's going all over social media, probably not going to want to drive home without a few cups of coffee there. In fact, drowsy driving is a major, major cause for accidents all over the country, all over the state of Minnesota. They happen most frequently between midnight and 6 a.m. And many crashes in which fatigue is a factor involve a single driver with no passengers. And they can happen most frequently on rural roads, but also on highways as well. So make sure you're alert on the road and be aware of other drowsy drivers out there. When you're alert and well-rested, you're doing your part to help everybody make it home safe today. Federated Insurance it's our business to protect yours. Hey, thank you, Jonathan. We're going to be hanging out tomorrow, or on Friday, I should say, at Allianz Field all day for the opening of the Brew House, which is going to be a lot of fun. And we've got a few different uh, on-location things we'll be unveiling as Score North rolls forward here. But tomorrow, uh, Gophers in Des Moines, the first game out of the gate in the NCAA tournament against Louisville, at least the first one when, as the 64-team bracket anyways. Uh, Judd's going to be down there. You're going to be doing your show. So we, we'll be doing this show tomorrow, the post game. You'll be down in Des Moines. Yep. And uh, you'll have a studio down there. So Doogie on his Scoop podcast had a chance to catch up with a guy named Scott Spinelli, who is a Boston College assistant. And uh, so Boston College had a, at least a couple games against Louisville. Was it three? Did they play Louisville three times? At least twice. Twice, I think. They beat Louisville twice. Um, and he had this to say about the question was, how can the Gophers beat Louisville and, and expose Louisville? I think another, you know, strategy going in, if um, I'm sure Minnesota staff, again, they're, they're excellent coaches. I'm sure they've seen it. Um, I think Louisville is susceptible to the pre- pressure, full court pressure, soft full court pressure, three quarter court. Um, I think mixing the defense is up. Um, you know, can help you. But I, if you look back at the Duke game when Duke played them at Louisville, you know, Louisville had that game in hand. Um, and then uh, Duke went to that full court pressure and, um, you know, came back from a big deficit late to beat them. Um, we mixed up our pressure. We mixed up our defenses. But again, our main focus was to find the war. And I would definitely wouldn't be afraid to extend some full court pressure whether that's zone full court, man full court, and some soft three quarter court to mix up your coverages. That guy, this I love that guy. That is uh, the accent. That's alone. an East Coast. Yeah. What? That's very Boston. How, how many 
college basketball assistants or head head coaches don't sound like they're in immediate need of a lozenge. <laughs> yeah, well, Tom Izzo. Izzo can't talk. Like, he's he struggles sometimes after games yeah, to just, just get yelling. words out. because he's. But, like, this guy sounds like, here's a lozenge. They're just, like, screaming in arenas all the time, right? Yeah. No, I think you're right. But this sounds like a guy who's basically taken sandpaper to his throat and been like, uh, okay, now I'm ready to talk. Yeah. I love the question that you asked us before we turned the mics on this afternoon. How many other events besides the NCAA tournament, because most of us don't follow college basketball super closely in the regular season, right? Like You, may, you might follow your team. But I was going to say, even if you do, you probably follow your team or maybe if you're diehard, your conference, yep. and then the top programs around the country. You're not following the... 13 seeds, no, right? No. You're not following Belmont. You're probably not following most of the six seeds. Yeah. On down in, in every bracket. Yeah. So how many other events do you guys engage in where you don't really know a lot about what you're watching, but you're just like really happy to be watching it? I this don't. is really fun. This I'm is in. a phenomena outside of the NCAA tournament that I don't participate in. Like the World Cup comes around. And really? See, the care. World Cup is on my list. I like the World Yeah. I went to Vegas and was, was gambling at Caesars Palace on World Cup games. I'm like, oh, let's. All right. Ethiopia is playing I like Croatia. The World Cup. Let's do it. Olympics. No, I don't care. Don't care. Don't care at all. Bores me. Hmm. I, it's just not, it's not something I get caught up in. So you won't watch. The luge guys going no. 100 miles and an hour. Ga- sl- I don't watch the, the luge for four hours at a time. Why am I going to watch it? Because you put an American flag on the luge. Like that doesn't. That but do doesn't, you know how many people do? I know it's insane to me. What's not wrong not with only you guys. Not only do I not do it, it angers me that people do it. Oh, for God's sake! Really? A <laughs> little bit, yeah. Because it's disingenuous. Wow. Is what do it, you mean it's disingenuous? So, <laughs> so is watching the NCAA tournament disingenuous? A little bit. A little bit. Why? Except there's gambling involved, so that makes it real. That makes it genuine. Can what? you not gamble on the luge? I mean, I'm sure you could. Why is it disingenuous, to. though? Because you don't care. You don't like that sport. You don't care but about I like that basket- sport. I like basketball. I don't love it, but I I like it a lot. Okay. And and the NCAA tournament is just, it's a great sports. I I like the start, though. The, in, in fairness, Thursday and Friday to me and this weekend are awesome. Honestly, by the time we get to the final four, I'm like, okay, it's okay. But I love, I just love the first the, two rounds. I love the day full of, mm-hmm. you know, the CBS uh, NCAA jingle starting at 11 a.m. and just going all day. I really like well, that. So let me let me poke holes in your theory here. Right. So you're what you're saying is, if you don't like the sport or follow the sport, then you're kind of a fraud. A if bit, once it yeah. once every blue yeah. moon, right? Yeah, a little bit. And what I'm saying is, I'm going to dissect and this. You're, and you're a little gullible. That's an aggressive word. Let me lay this out from my okay. perspective. All right. I Naive, like... is that more? <laughs> <laughs> Foolish. Sucker. Okay, I like competition. Uh-huh. I like drama. Yes. And I like storylines. Right. Well, I don't get that in November when Michigan State is playing Syracuse mm-hmm. because there's not a whole lot on the line. It's just a... It's a Pre-conference. No, no. Game. All these things I'm saying do not apply to the NCAA tournament. I buy into. I, I said out. Okay. Yeah, the tournament is the one thing I do sort of buy into. But the, Olymp- so but I, the Olympics, I, you. I buy into so. drama, uh-huh. competition, and storylines. Right. If it's like a luge qualifier two years before the Olympics, okay. There's not a whole lot of drama. Okay. There's some drama, like which teams are going to make it to the Olympics. But I'm not really. That's not drama enough for me. Uh, the competition is not high enough for me. It only only once every four years do certain sports rise to that level of drama, competition, and storyline. There is and no I'll, I'll level engage. of drama, competition, and story that makes the luge interesting or makes figure skating interesting or makes almost every Olympic event except for the ones that we already watch when they're not Olympic events interesting. It's just not there. You're telling me when our gal Nancy Kerrigan... Had her knee bashed. Well, but that, no, but that, was, that wasn't that was great. compelling. That to was watch. great because of that. Yes, if if yes, you it takes if you could take it out. If you could get Galuli to make right, the Olympics entertaining. If you could get time. a Galuli, yeah. all the time. Well, I'm all in. Why me? Why me? I'm in on that. I am in on that. My problem is the Olympics just for the most part bore me. The NCAA tournament does not bore me. I I enjoy it. The World Cup I think is really cool. Just selfishly, the Olympics, just for the most part, across the board, un- unless it's it's hockey and it's got to be good players. It, it can't be like you know, Joe just got drinking a done drinking a six pack of Surly and, and now he's playing for, for the U.S. 
But for the most part, just all bores me. I mean, isn't it, aren't there some countries in the World Cup where like you basically can't go back home if your team doesn't? Well, they killed the one guy. Well. And I'm not. Kidding. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. I know. Like the guy got killed for an own goal. Like that's drama, right there. That doesn't. Uh, yeah. Okay. The ultimate. <laughs> it's the ultimate in drama. Yeah. Absolutely. Somebody hit us up on Twitter and said, what was that? I need that theme song to be my ringtone. What that, is that would be a good ringtone. This is great. That would be amazing. <laughs> Just sitting around. Why is this but nothing brought back? Oh, 82, you said, right? Oh, why has that song not yeah, been brought back? Why has that song not been brought back for soccer? It's a really good soccer song. I like it. I don't know. It pops. It's much better. We have another one on here. This is the, the 2014 World Cup theme song. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not quite. That's the one that we used. It's not. This is much better. Yeah, this yeah. is. Yeah, like something's about to go down yeah. when you hear that. <laughs> oh, there's drama. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Galuli's about to come out and smack someone with a tire <laughs> iron right in the knee. Oh, man. <laughs> Mackie and Jeb with Rami. You asked for it. Why is it that the twins always do this one thing? That did not did go where we again? thought it was going to go. <laughs> Talk about it. If you own a small to medium-sized business that kept employees on payroll through COVID, you may have a big cash refund waiting for you. The Employee Retention Credit is a tax credit of up to $26,000 per employee. And now, more businesses than ever qualify. The experts at RefundsPro.com specialize in cutting through the red tape of qualifying for this government program. Most of their refunds are over $100,000. Even businesses that have received PPP funds may be eligible. And there are absolutely no fees unless you receive a refund. So there's no reason not to apply. If your business experienced shutdowns, limited capacity, supply chain challenges, or reduced revenue due to COVID, you likely qualify. RefundsPro.com has already helped hundreds of businesses. So don't lose the refund you're owed by missing the deadline. Get started today with a free 5-minute questionnaire at RefundsPro.com. That's refunds with an S, pro.com. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars, and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel, and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.